Welcome to Learning Rebels in 15, where we take the best bits from the Learning Rebels coffee chat and give you an espresso shot to jumpstart your day. My name is Shannon Tipton, and today's double shot comes from the chat about creativity. How can we boost inspiration? What does the community have to say? Well, let's find out. We start our creativity chat with a call to action. What does it take to shift our mindset? We start as children, wondering and exploring, yet as adults, we've somehow convinced ourselves that creative thoughts have left our bodies. So here's what the group had to say. I'm a big proponent of just letting go of the fear of failure and risk because the creativity process is full of failure. I mean, I have some really bad paintings that I've done. And then I've had some really beautiful ones and that some work and some don't, and you can just paint over it. There is part of creativity is figuring out what you like and then why do you like it? What is the color or the structure or how somebody did it? And then doing that self-examination of why you like it and then try to recreate it. It's amazing when you take somebody else's design, now, I'm not saying commercially, but you know, if you love somebody's PowerPoint, go see if you can create it, do it again. That is an act of creativity. And then say, well, I like blue, I like green. Like, could I do this in a different color? So letting go and know that this is a low risk activity that you are going to make something ugly. And then maybe next time it might look nice. You have to go out there and try it. Yeah, I mentioned two books and the one I mentioned at the last session as well, it's called Orbiting the Giant Hairball by Gordon McKenzie. And he just talks about how when you're younger, you know, if you ask young kids, like, who thinks they're creative or who's artistic, who wants to be an artist, like a lot of hands go up. But then the older that they get, like the fewer hands that go up because the message is sent that, well, creativity, their artistic pursuits, that's not viable. Like, that's not important kind of thing. But then the other is how to think like Leonardo da Vinci by Michael Gelb. And so one of the aspects is around like physically looking at something from a different perspective, going somewhere else and seeing it differently. But there's a lot of great ideas in there that were inspired by what the author believes Leonardo da Vinci was, all the different parts of his mind he was using. It may also have to do more with allowing ourselves and our minds to be still every once in a while, as opposed to always having to like produce, produce, produce. The group was clear. Creativity is not always about recreating the wheel. It's about embracing your surroundings and using what's around you to encourage creative exploration. Keep in mind, one man's trash is another man's treasure. What I find interesting from a a creativity thing is the idea that you have to come up with something unique. It has to be entirely new. I think that's probably a highly unlikely. You know, there's only, what, six notes in music, but every piece of music always seems to sound a bit different. So I'm a big fan of the technique of bricolage, which is taking art and things from somewhere else and putting them together to create something new. And you can do the same thing with ideas. So some a load of the stuff that I talk about is taking ideas from other places, reinterpreting and changing them slightly. And so one thing I would always encourage people to do is to look at, well, what are the ideas that you like, but don't quite make it? And what can you do to change them? 
being creative isn't coming up with something new. It's coming up with something which works for you. And it's about assembling all of the ideas that work in one place together, not necessarily a new idea. I think that people need to embrace what appeals to them. So I know I love fun fonts and I'm attracted to color and I love infographics. So it's just like lean into it and embrace it. You love those things. So technically you do have a creative aspect to you and stop. I think like we just don't think that we do, but we truly do. When a book cover appeals to you, there's a reason it appeals to you. It's kind of tapping into your creative side and what you actually enjoy. Clearly, creativity is in the eyes of the beholder. Sometimes it's music or writing or painting, but oftentimes it's just seeing a new way to do the thing. There are many broken processes out there that need a creative touch. It doesn't necessarily have to be something like a design or a PowerPoint or a drawing or something like that. The creativity can be identifying something that um, can be used to improve a process or looking at something in a new way or a new light. I grew up with, I mean, my mother was an artist and a musician. She could draw anything. She could play most any instrument. And several of my sisters and brothers are just like that and nephews and nieces. So I feel like I have a live in an artistic family and I am not that way. I mean, my brain's like a computer. Accounting is easy for me. So I love to view art. And I guess that's where that book still like an artist, a kind of I like that concept. Because I love like the flowers, I take photographs, I, I do all that. You know, someone can come in and make a PowerPoint and like naturally make it very artistic. I can't naturally do that. I literally have to see ideas and then build on those. Like that's more what I do. And I, I guess that is creativity, but I almost feel like I'm a pretending to be an artist. It can be hard to capture the spirit of creativity. When do you feel you're most creative? Do you allow yourself to sit back and just look at the clouds? Listen to music. Listen to what the world is trying to tell you. Well, here is what inspires the group. I will go on an early morning walk or an evening walk, and I just try to just live in the moment. You know, like when the air feels fresh and it's on your skin and I just try to look at things that I see like in my neighborhood or wherever I'm walking. A lot of people plant like these spring flowers in front of their houses and you see like these brilliant like purples and magentas. And it's like sometimes I'll actually snap a photo and like kind of save something like color that inspires me or something that I see that inspires me and I'll kind of contemplate it later on. The sound of rushing water, like when we go hiking and we go stop at a creek and the whole family loves to just sit by the creek and listen to the water running and you can let your mind wander and the creative ideas come to me. There are few things I do to actually get inspired, which is switching to what I do automatically. For instance, when I drive to my office or when I go to restaurants, listen to music, do it in a different way. Try to find new routes to go to the same places, meet new people completely different to your friends or listen to new music that you never heard before. So you start connecting things and it expands your, your capacity to think or imagine even when you go to a restaurant and then the food 
it's a completely new restaurant and the food is different. And, and it, it shows you that you can mix new things when cooking or colors, when showing the, if I keep doing the same or in some styles, then I am, am blocked for a while. You need to book or, or find time to try new things because we barely find the time to meet our friends, right? So how, how can I meet new people? So you need to find the time to do that things in a different way. It's anything. I just walk away. So if I need to, if I'm supposed to be producing a video or something for a course and I can't get like, where do I want to start with this? I will go and do something else or work on some reports or something or you know, walk around, just kind of just take my brain away from focusing on that creative thing that I need to do. And then ultimately like I'm, something will just trigger in the back of my head and then an idea will pop in and I'll just, then I'll be hyper-focused on it for the next three hours. Maybe if we focus on it too much, that sometimes can create a block. Creativity is not something to take lightly. And as a matter of fact, Andrew shares with us the science behind creativity and why we should explore the concept more deeply. So the conversation was about doing something else and you become creative and the science supports it, that if you're doing another activity, then you by associate with the other activity, the thing that you've hidden away that you're not thinking of. The evidence is there, which does confirm it. When I say the science confirms it, this is science. They've done you know brain scans and the whole piece. There's a proper scientific study that, that supports it. So you can say science says that doing something else will make you more creative. Are we surrounded by creativity imposters? You know, the things that make us believe we're being creative when perhaps we're really not. Let's journey through a blast from the past to see what I mean. Absolutely, because I remember playing with Barbies when I was younger, and now Barbie comes with all, all sorts of stuff, and it sort of impedes your creative mind, doesn't it? Because now we've got all of these different things that we can use, and you got the Barbie airplane or whatever. And But back when I was younger, you didn't have all of those accessories, so you had to use the mac you had to use the craft macaroni and cheese box as the bed because she fit perfectly on that if we take away some of the constraints that are creativity imposters you know take away those accessories and create your own and now you're being creative well there you have it the coffee chat has spoken and it's time to change the inner narrative of how we speak to ourselves. Look at creativity from a different perspective. We don't have to recreate the wheel. Creativity is not the purview of a few. It is for the many. And I guarantee you have done something creative today or you will do something creative later. It's just a matter of keeping your eyes open for it. Now go forth and conquer. And there you have it. Thank you to everyone who contributed to this double shot. And if this 15 minutes has whet your curiosity for more, then go check out the full Learning Rebels coffee chat. To learn more about Learning Rebels, be sure to go to learningrebels.com where we help you create training that sticks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
For more content like this, or to begin your own podcasting journey, head on over to obsidian-productions.com.